Greetings all, this is Nancy Gill with the James Exchange. And today I am with Charlie Armstrong and he is the Vice President of Southern Development and also is very much involved in their land development. I'm going to speak with him today on the tire plant in Scottsville and maybe other plans that Southern Development may have for their future. So welcome, Charlie. Thanks, Nancy. It's great to be here with you. The tire factory is a hot topic, as I know you know. And I just wanted to go over a few things with you on it that some people may not be aware of. First, I just want to talk about the numbers. For instance, I know that Dr. Hurt bought the whole property for about $600,000 and divided lower and Upper Bird Street, which your company now owns both properties. And I'm just going to throw something out there because, you know, there are people who just don't want anything to happen at that tire plant. What would you sell it to them for? That's an interesting question. You're putting me on the spot. Talk a little bit about, about why we are involved here. The reason is we believe in Scottsville and Dr. Hurt has owned a lot of land in Scottsville for quite a while, and we are buying all of it from him. Um, we have a few years to complete the, the purchase of all the land and we can do it in, in stages. So we have some flexibility doing that, but we are buying it all. Um, that includes everything I think that he owns in the town. So we haven't considered whether we would sell the factory. It's real estate and real estate changes hands, but we want to own it and for a long time. We want to be part of what it becomes for a long time. We have partnered with Echelon Resources to together develop it into homes, to apartments. And we certainly uh, hope that we can be successful in that. They have a fantastic track record and have done some other similar projects all over uh, small towns in Virginia. Every town administrator that people call to check in on how those projects have gone, just raves about what it has done for the town and how, how committed they are to the places they operate. They're not some California developer that think they're based in South Boston. You know, they're not far down the road. That's what we're excited about. And I don't have a price. We haven't thought about selling it. So you just cleared up one thing right then and there is this is a partnership between Southern Development and Echelon. Right. I thought you would be selling it outright to them. So that's... Yeah, we're forming a new uh, entity that would own it together. Okay. Um, and so you've got uh, two, uh, one very local and one uh, fairly local um, developer and operators who want to be in Scottsville and be a part of the town for a long time. It's not for sale. Okay, we, we determined that. Um, it's one of the things I have said is if somebody has so many complaints and wants to control property that they don't own, then they should buy it. That's why I asked that question. Right, I'm sure Nancy, if somebody came and offered you $10 million for your house, you'd have to give that serious consideration. I think that's true. I don't think who... there would be any consideration. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing about real estate. Every, every piece of land has a price usually. That's right. That's not right. always, but. Um, but we haven't thought about selling it for now. That's option one, because now I'm hearing that there's a second option, should this not pass. And that's option two. That involves 
my understanding is construction companies renting space in the tire plant to work out of, to store equipment, to repair equipment and all that sort of thing. Are you in a position to discuss that option too? Yeah, I, I guess sort of. Maybe it's better described as the option of what it is currently um, because it's currently zoned industrial. And I think everybody knows its history as a tire fabric factory. And it was a really important part of Scottsville for a very long time and now kind of sits forlorn. But it is currently zoned for industrial use and it has a 180,000 square foot building under roof there on the property that is usable. Um, it needs some TLC, but it is it has good bones and it's very usable as it is today. So 180,000 square feet of building is enormous. It's huge. I would love to give people who want a tour a tour if anybody would, would like one. Uh, it really opens your eyes about how much space is there. And it sits on 41 acre parcel. So this is a huge industrial parcel in the town that right now the regulations in place only allow industrial uses. So those are manufacturing like was done there in the past and things like contractor yards, uh, storage equipment. And so if we can't get uh, apartments approved there, which we think is a great thing for Scottsville, we think that's the best use of the property. And that's been our, our first and really only thought until very recently, then it has to be an industrial use. And we still want to own it. We still think there's a lot of potential in that, but it changes from kind of a vision of something great that we see with apartments to more of an economic consideration for us at that point. We operate a business and we are making a large investment in, in the town of Scottsville. And so that investment needs to cover itself. You know, it needs to produce a return for our business and our employees. Apartments we think is the best way, but if not, then it is zoned for contractor yards. I think it's appropriate for things like, you know, maybe a lawn care business that needs a, a site or a small excavation, not small, medium-sized probably excavation contractor who does work around the region or a tile contractor who needs a home base or an electrical contractor, people like that. You know, there's room for a lot, you know, 30 or 50 of those type companies in that much space. So it's probably people who drive in in the morning, park, regroup, have a cup of coffee, get their crews together and, and take their work trucks out pre-dawn or, or early and, and head out to wherever they go for their work and come back in the evening and head on home. And that's kind of the use I see as the, as the best backup plan. And we would still want to own it and lease to those people um, and improve the site. Uh, in that situation, maybe build some more stuff there. Uh, there's plenty of room uh, for additional things. But again, that's that's really just a backup plan. That's only a backup plan because that's what's allowed there now. Let's talk because, you know, it's even though this property is at the end of Bird Street, along Bird Street, there are some residences, but not a lot. Uh, most of the residents there are on Page and Harrison. The library's there, and pedestrian traffic is very much a concern throughout the town. With the apartments going in, my understanding is safety around pedestrians will be improved through added sidewalks. This is something that will go away if it remains industrial and you lease to construction companies or 
you know, small businesses. This is a little, a little nuance that I can maybe help explain, because I don't know that everybody understands how rezoning of land and uh, things called proffers work, because it's, I think it's kind of annoyingly complicated. It should be simpler. When a landowner asks the town if the town would like to rezone a piece of property to a different type of use, in this case, apartments, then the landowner can voluntarily offer certain things that help mitigate any impacts that the new use might have, or just things that the owner thinks would benefit the locality or the, the existing citizenry. So sidewalks along Bird Street are one of the things that have come up as being very important, not, not just to the town, but to us. You know, I, I think one of the, the coolest things about having apartments there would be that people will walk to all the shops and everything downtown. Um, it's only a couple blocks and sidewalks are, are pretty important for that. So Echelon Resources has proffered to provide money for sidewalks to be built along Bird Street. Now we're also building a few homes along Bird Street on the other side of uh, the street from the tire factory. And with our construction, we're building sidewalks in, in front of those homes along Bird Street. So between those two things, it would complete the pedestrian sidewalk path all the way from the factory to Valley Street downtown so everybody can use that. So another thing that I believe might be a miscommunication, I know that the town got a grant to do a pretty extensive environmental study on the tire plant, not just the building, but also the property it sits on. And I also read in your bio that you have a degree in environmental science. I'm sure you've read the report. And what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'd be glad to talk about that. And Matt Wallace, the town administrator, has done awesome work recruiting some grants from the state for the town to undertake these studies, like an environmental report, um, the redevelopment study for the factory that he did, uh, had done a couple years ago, and some preliminary design. So the, the town has really been at the tip of the spear on this effort and has funded all of those efforts with outside money. So it hasn't cost the town anything. It's been, it's been pretty cool. One of those is the environmental report, which consisted of consultants doing a ton of historical research. And then based on that research and what they found in, in the past, past uses of the site, <clears throat> have come in and done soil samples, air samples, and things like that in and around the factory uh, parcel. And Frankly, I was expecting that since it had a history of wartime industrial use, that, that there might be some things there that would be concerning and would need remediation. There really weren't. To Uniroyal's credit, they did a really good job keeping that site clean and uncontaminated. The only thing that the study found was some small petroleum um, residue in soils underneath the concrete slab of the factory. So those don't pose a danger to anything there. It's typical, you know, when lubricants are used in factory settings, a couple of drops here and there get into the soil and over uh, 80 years, that can be a lot of drops. So the remediation of that is pretty simple. It's essentially putting a fan in that keeps a negative pressure under the concrete slab, air pressure, and vents it through the roof so that the soil uh, does not interact with any future occupants of the building. It's a very simple and easy thing. So that's really fortunate. We in the town, I think, are lucky that there isn't any contamination there. Keeping along the line of public safety and 
we talked about the sidewalks, but traffic. I know that you had an independent traffic study done. Actually, it was the town. Um, that's another okay. one that Matt got funded by uh, outside state money. The town commissioned a traffic study, which looked at the apartment use as, a, as what it will, the impact it will have on adjacent roads, because there will be more cars from more people. And interestingly, what the traffic consultant that the town hired determined was that the right way to look at this was the existing allowed uses today, which is would be industrial for that whole parcel versus the projected traffic from apartments. And they found, and I'm summarizing a several hundred page report here in two sentences, but they found essentially that the, the gross quantity of traffic from either use would be pretty much equivalent, but the difference would be one type of traffic departments would be predominantly cars and the other type of traffic, the industrial use would be predominantly trucks. And if I can summarize hundred pages in two sentences, I think that's, that's it. So as far as traffic goes, apartments will have cars and the industrial use will have trucks. And that's a decision or I think something that council has to look very carefully at as to what types of traffic they want there. Governor Yunkin just initiated a program called Make Virginia Home Plan. What interested me in it was there was a part dedicated to affordable housing. Basically, having opportunities for people who want to work in Virginia, live in Virginia. Do you have any knowledge of this plan or his intentions? Yeah, I am. I probably know only about as much as you do because I've just seen the press release that announced that it was coming, but I, I don't think all the details of that plan have been released yet, but it's great that the governor is focusing on one of the big problems that Virginia has, and that's that housing has gotten too expensive and just isn't available. So you know, anytime you have a constrained supply of something, the people who are willing to pay the most for it are the ones who are going to be able to buy it. And housing is no different. And so what I've read so far from the governor's plan is that they're gonna create, uh, the governor's office is gonna create linkages between any discretionary state funding that gets issued for things, including to towns like Scottsville and the policies that encourage housing. So if the locality doesn't have policies to encourage housing and does not then follow through with those, the state will not look favorably on those localities when it comes time to ask for state funding for things. There's some incentives in there too, but there's a, there's a definite stick component of the governor's plan. He means business on this and, and it'll be interesting to see what the details are when they come out. Yeah. Well, I know he just announced it, I believe right before Thanksgiving. So there's a lot to sift through with that. Is there anything else that you'd like to share this morning? I'd just love to reiterate that we think the apartments can be great for Scottsville. And we certainly understand that any kind of change is something that needs to be diligently thought about and take as much time as it, it needs. But change is something that happens daily. And it's either kind of one direction or the other. The, the town has been steadily declining in population I think since its heyday, when it had more than a thousand residents at one point, people probably remember, people who've been here a long time, probably remember uh, in the 70s, there were a lot more 
neighborhood shops on Valley and small delis and things like that. And that takes population to support it. A declining population means a declining downtown over time. It was said in one of the, I can't remember whether it was a town council or planning commission meeting recently, that it used to be that Scottsville was the stop on 20. And now way more people drive through than stop in. So having people in town does change that. Um, And I think it's a positive way. I'm not the only one with an opinion. And I'm probably not the most important opinion in that. So I hope that lots of people give it thought and do consideration and and speak their mind. And I'm sure we'll hear that as we go through the rest of this process with the apartments. Well, uh, I do know that with this purchase that Southern has committed to, that shows a long-term commitment to Scottsville. You're just not coming in, putting up something and leaving. I think that is something that should be considered as well. Right. Whether it's with the Scottsville Lofts Apartments or with the Scottsville Industrial Park, we're here for the long term. We're excited to be a part of Scottsville and hope people welcome us and we'll talk again, I'm sure. Yes. Well, I also know, I just want to close out on a couple of things. I did notice on your LinkedIn page, you are actually on the Park Master Planning Committee for a couple of years through the Virginia Department of Conservation and Recreation. Would you like to come down and help us build some trails? I would love to. Um, I've stepped off of that committee now. Uh, and so there's there's room for something else, I think. But building trails, that's one of my favorite things to do in all the communities we develop. I actually take a lot of pleasure in personally walking the location for trails and flagging the route and then walking it again with a contractor to actually have those things built. So that's one of the real joys I get to do in my job. So I'm in. I'm all in, Nancy. Well, I do know that as you start walking around the Paulette track, that's what we call that big 200 acre section that you purchase. You walk along the Mink Creek, just the Mink Creek. There's, there's already a trail there from probably people and animals and all that sort of thing. And I think if you haven't walked it yet, you forget that there's anything else there. So that's it's- right. Yeah, it is a really cool place. It feels so quiet and remote. But if you haven't walked it, you don't realize how close to downtown it is. You walk right up into the center of town in no time. Um, so yeah, that, that is a cool place. And we'll, we'll look forward to putting some trails in there too at some, at some point whenever we do something with that. Well, I don't want to keep you, but I do want to ask you one last question. It has to do with your bucket list. Have you made it to New Zealand yet? <laughs> How did you know? It's like, it's like you and Google have been watching my internet traffic. Um, no. The answer is I haven't, but it's definitely way up there. But that's a really big trip and a big investment and a big commitment. I've got I've got four kids. So flying a family of six to New Zealand is is something that's probably once in a lifetime. Um, But, you know, the Women's World Cup is there next year. Thank you, Charlie, so much. And I'm sure I will be talking with you in the future. And good luck on um, the 12th. Thanks, Nancy. Take care. Bye. To reiterate, Town Council will meet on December the 12th at their regularly scheduled work session. 
and will hold a public hearing for Echelon Resources Special Use Permit on the tire plant. I hope this podcast has been of use and informational to my listeners. As always, if you have a song, a story, an event, an issue, or you just want to have a conversation, contact me. I will be getting back to gold mining and solar in Buckingham County next week. Have a great day.